Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's a movie podcast for two sad men who just an episode ago were basking in the sun. We were lying out under the, the, the open sky and, and soaking in the sun and saying, oh man, does life get any better? Me and my, my best buddy sitting on a porch talking about Too Fast, Too Furious. How could life you know, get better than this? And then we found out that that was the last good thing that would ever happen. And yeah. that, that was it. That was the last gleam of sunlight. And now we're back to the old style of uh, being uh, – we're hunkered down in our respective depression holes and <laughs> we're, we're weathering the storm. And we've got to talk about the Fast and the Furious movies because if we just watch <laughs> all the movies, if we just watch all the movies, it'll be over. What would happen? We'll just watch all the movies. What happened? No, no. What, what would happen? This, so this is gonna. This is gonna happen. We're gonna. This is. <laughs> we appreciate. We appreciate everyone listening while we record remotely because uh, we're, we're not maybe gonna hear each other. We might be talking over each other. Might get a little weird. Might not be as good. Even Josh, we might be bad at this. I mean, we, I guess. We, you know, <laughs> I think we've we've really groomed our audience to have low expectations yeah. at this point. So look, we're we're we're. We have enjoyed an incredible run of recording in person, and because neither of us want to drown in our own lungs uh, or infect other people with an invisible illness that's mowing down our most vulnerable, um, we're doing it like this again. And you know what? I think everyone agrees it's better that we protect ourselves and the world around us because, as many have pointed out, you know, we can lose so many nurses, we can lose so many elderly people, we can lose so many people with you know immunocompromised, but if we lose podcasters. Oh God! You know, people have called this like a slow motion nine eleven. We like losing. If we had lost podcasting in nine eleven, that then the terrorists would have won. Wait, was there podcasting? No, but I'm saying, okay. let's say oh, okay, John okay. Podcast, the the man who famously invented podcasting. You know, he, people don't know the story, Charles, but John Podcast <laughs> worked in, in the eighty sixth floor of the South Tower, and he was on his way to work that day, but had horrible diarrhea. Oh. And if he hadn't had that horrible diarrhea, because his wife made a, a dish for him and he had diarrhea. By the way, people at home, Charles is coughing or something, so don't touch Stop. Charles. I, I just ate a peanut butter sandwich. Okay, so we're about to podcast. We're about to tell people the story of John Podcast. Yeah. Okay. You're Fleming? He's got a little phlegm because of the peanut butter, you know? He's just like a, I don't know, just phlegmy, phlegmy sandwich. Yeah, an infection phlegm. I like that the last thing I texted you before we started our live text of fast and the furious tokyo drift was okay i just need to pee and you said k and then we just launch into a straight hour and 45 minutes of texting about this fucking movie yeah it was it's definitely a, a weird it was a weird way to do it it was fun though it's like we used to back in the old days record and i would never even know if you'd watch the movies because i couldn't <laughs> trust you I and, yeah. <laughs> uh, now it's it's nice to at least watch it together and text together and know that you're doing the work and also now we are video chatting while we're doing this. So I'm looking at Charles's handsome face yeah. and uh, look at us go. Yeah, I can't stare um, away. Okay, so I, honestly, though, uh, it's it's a pleasure to be looking at your face rather than the main character's face for the next hour. Yeah, this is a fascinating movie. You know, we're talking about, you know, how these franchises grow and expand. And I think what's so interesting is that. This movie is so complicated. It, it so complicates the idea of a franchise, which I think is fascinating because this has been this series has been so piecemeal and patchwork. We're on our third movie, our third director now. Now Justin Lin, who we're with now, we're going to be sticking with for some of the most essential elements of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah, does he do... And I believe he's doing Fast. Yeah, 9. he does. He does. He does four, five, six. After this, I think. Does he do seven too? 
I don't. I think he drops off. I have it pulled okay. up over here. It looks like um, he does Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious, Fast Five. Um, he does six as well. Then seven is James Wan, uh, oh, someone okay. who will be encountering a uh, sneak peek. We may be encountering a certain James Wan down the road, but uh, <laughs> stick around. Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, nothing. Nothing, baby. <laughs> what are you, I'm what are you talking about? Shit. I'm not saying <laughs> shit. Uh, so we're talking about, uh, you know, first movie, Rob Cohen, second movie, John Singleton, third movie, Justin Lin. And I think what's interesting is that we're seeing this from that Fast and Furious first installation sandbox. What we're really seeing are interesting directors, well, two interesting directors and Rob <laughs> Cohen explore blockbuster visual storytelling in a really fascinating way. And I would say this movie is a fucking visual tour de force and it's the first movie that feels like an aughts movie. Like the first two movies sort of feel like nineties movies and this really has a storytelling that really feels like something new. I really love that point. Yeah. It's it's I was just watched um Backdraft mm. for the first time since I was a kid and it's like nineties movies sort of sucked and like mainstream like they're very typical and they all do the same thing. And like escaping nineties bullshit was it's a really nice feeling to be in this new era and with something that you talk about escaping that bullshit the best part of this movie is whenever you are so enraptured by the best racing we've seen in the three movies so far that you forget the complete negative plot that this has this is like such so little plot that it's almost like it's like there are times in this movie where justin lynn's visuals are so breathtaking and i think we'll 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 build up to that one shot that is absolutely the best thing we've seen in the series so far that's like the justification at this point for the continuation of the entire series comes down to this one shot in this movie i think but the plot here is so ludicrously like it's so shallow and so stupid. And the fact that this movie works despite that, despite being hamstrung with a genuinely horrible lead and a story that I could describe as there's, it's not even worth talking about the plot, which we will. (laughs) I like it. I actually, I'm going to, I really like the plot of this movie because it's so small. And I think it really, I think this does what the first one didn't do about this idea of family where like even though they don't they don't bring it up at all and yet we get a I get a much closer sense of this like dockside gang of like family members that have chosen to be part of each other more than the first one which was just like this aimless it didn't really capture it. and this I think without any plot it like really could let you just live with these people well certainly Han is fucking rules and, and yeah. the magnetism that he expresses on par I would say with a Dom Toretto you sort of understand yeah that oh. loyalty and, yeah. and the split things Han um, but, and, I, I, and Twinkie Twi- they're like Twi- Twinkie just hanging out with these people and it's like the first one and the second one they're so comp like the plots are very 90s they're very complicated like this shit has to happen who's behind this what's going on this is like literally a fucking loser from Alabama which we learned from his AIM name is Bama Boy um, wait I didn't catch that that's brilliant <laughs> roll tide motherfucker uh, yeah he's a uh, just a little Bama Boy and uh, this whole like the whole plot of his movie is that he learns how to drift <laughs> yeah that's true like, that is literally but what happens other than that is like he learns how to talk to his data. He learns how to mm. be a man. Maybe Papa. Hold he on. learns so how let's, to build let's a go car. Back to the, let's go back to the top of our text exchange and let's just break down this movie. We had a lot of reactions to it. All right. Um, 
So so first off, this movie sort of inexplicably starts in an American high school where every I, I know this is like hack to, to complain about this. Everyone looks fucking 40 years old at this high yeah. school to the point it's... where I was like, are they at a high school? I had to it, it, it was such an egregious abuse of this Hollywood trope that I really had. I was like, are they in a junior college or something? Because well, I, mean, I think you pointed out that the absolute shithead playing Sean, the horrible main character, <laughs> is 26. And we're, we learn pretty quickly he's 17 in this movie, which, yeah. look, I understand it. We're watching a – it's a big blockbuster stupid movie. But, like, man, this strained the credulity of that to a point where it was really remarkable. Well, they don't even believe in it. I love – one of the lines is, like, when I got when I got my license, it's like, dude, that's been, like, what, 10 months? Like, how long – like, he's telling this story as though it's, like, shaped his life and he's been living with this thing since he got his license. And it's, like, at well, most a year and a half. What we've learned about the fast verse is that you remember when Dom and, and Dom and, and Paul Walker became best friends in like forty six minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it's too fast. Whoa, <laughs> they live like a quarter mile at a time, man. Not anymore. We can't talk about Not that anymore. Yet. We cannot talk okay. about that yet because Dom. Did you know he was in it? I did not know he was in it. Wow, what a great yeah. reveal at the end. We get a little taste of the Dom. This was the first. Uh, oh, actually, the last thing that we texted was me sending you the rings intro to when i tried to watch sonic oh yeah man that movie sucked i didn't even finish it oh i loved sonic i thought it was great really oh really yeah i thought it was terrible it was like exactly what i wanted out of it like it was like somehow sonic the hedgehog really delivered the one thing i needed from it i have no complaints about it wow yeah i uh a lot of bad jokes some good jokes though but a lot of bad jokes jim carrey is fucking incredible and in oh, i think that... he really carried the movie he's so fucking good absolutely i almost stopped after like 10 minutes but then i was like no nah, i gotta wait for jim to show up and he is doing like we haven't seen him do this since like ace ventura era jim carrey oh full tilt babe yeah. full tilt. it was really nice his mustache and haircut i just gave myself a haircut i don't know if you can see it, it... It, like it has that trademark spiky quality to it that I associate <laughs> I mean, with you. I went a little closer <laughs> on the s- sides here. Wow. Yeah, look at that. We are indeed looking at your haircut on this podcast right now. This is good stuff. Yeah. Yes, no, I'm getting a good view of it, Charles. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Well, look, the beauty of Sonic is that we may be able to cover it at some point on the podcast because really? you missed the end where they set up a sequel. <laughs> and it did really well, which I did not expect. Everyone was like, that was going to be a bomb, but it actually did pretty well. Was it the last um, movie that did well? I don't know. That's a great question. Like, th- this year is going to be... S- so strange. Yeah, I mean, and we're covering a series that's been brutally disrupted by this, you know, which we haven't really talked about, I think, in the main cast yet. But Fast and the Furious 9 has now been put off for a full year. So we're going to soldier on through the darkness. Well, it's pretty cool. It's still pretty fun. Kind of makes us the real heroes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. We don't wear a cape. I mean, I sometimes wear a cape. I know that you choose not to, but... Um, it's, a, it's a choice I've made. Yeah. I sometimes It do. occurs to me... Right by covering Lynn, we're also this is our second Lynn movie. We did mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, this we we should start. Um, I'm going to designate a wall in my house to like the yarn wall because we're we're mm. starting to get a lot of crossover. Um, we had yeah the main villain in this movie is Shredder in Out of the Shadows, so we have a little TMNT relationship Tint. going on. We got a Star Trek relationship going on. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's we get the uh, we're... It's really beautiful. Okay, let's get back to the fucking movie. We start with piece of shit, awful ass Eminem looking motherfucker Sean in high school. He looks super fucking old. And so we were talking about, you know, the misogyny in these movies, and I think I agree with you. This movie definitely like right off the bat is like the easily the most objectifying towards women of the three so far. Yeah. The only female character who has any substantial role is so fucking terrible and compl- and so <laughs> such an afterthought. Both the acting is abysmal and the, yeah. the character itself is just 
awful and there's a horrible scene in this like in so many of these movies where sean like the the cocky the cocky lead figures out the damage of the girl in the movie and it fucking sucks and like she sucks too so it's kind of hard to be that sympathetic but like i truly hate it when it's like let me guess your mammy and your pappy didn't give you enough attention had to walk around trying it's like fuck fuck just shut the fuck up sean you're such a piece of shit yeah but there's an upskirt in this movie within the first three minutes (laughs) and there are many more i was joking when i was like oh maybe we'll get some more no there's like the shortest skirts i've ever seen it's sort of problematic because i feel like the first two actually had some like really good women characters yeah letty and letty and suki yeah and and the yeah, even the even the what Mia from mm. the first one. Wow, I remember the character's name, Josh. I'm very proud of you. It's thank a rare, you. it's a real win for us. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Um, even though she didn't really get much to do, I think she's not bad. And like this, the only woman character is well, she's I guess she is a girl, and she's boring and a bad actor and has no character. And the rest are all just like tiny butts in tinier skirts, and that's it. Yeah, really, like really bad, and. Uh, God, who, what is it? I don't even know her name. <laughs> Nila? <laughs> the main character? Yeah. Natalie Kelly. Natalie Kelly. Man, she, God bless so, her. She is terrible in this. I think, let's just, I think we should hold here because like, this is the biggest problem with this movie is that we're not sure what happened. I would love to talk. This is like, when we do these, we watch these movies, Josh, and we like. We watch these damn movies. I can't believe I even said that. Yeah, we watch them movies. Yeah. Figure out whether they're good or bad. That's true. But also, it makes you think, like, if I could fucking sit down in a room with Justin, mm. if I could sit down in a room with one of these filmmakers and ask him, what happened? Like, did they do they want these, like, losers to be in their movie, or were they forced to accept these two main characters and be like, all right, I'm going to do the best I can with this absolute shit show of a main character force well it's a great question because yeah like the only shred of actual continuity this has to the fast and the furious is that dom shows up at the end and it's just like this you know the international cabal of street racers and how many misfits can express their sense of misplacement through racing that's the only theme that that connects us to the first two movies there's nothing else until the very end and yeah i mean there's some behind the scenes stuff we've sort of semi not looked into involving you know Vin Diesel not wanting to be in two. And I don't know why they needed a full rebuild though, because the beauty of two, like what works two to me is still a better movie. And I don't want to jump the gun here. I think two is still a better movie because John Singleton tells a story about a friendship that's like really well realized and well acted and interesting. And there's absolutely no replacing Paul Walker and and Tyrese Gibson um, from the, from that movie in this movie. It's really right. um, The choices here are strange. I, I feel like um, I don't think I haven't seen his earlier movies, but one of Justin Lin's movies before this was also about like high school students doing stupid shit after school. Um, I don't know if like that was his thing or like why they chose to downgrade this to such a like belittling story about losers. Like, I don't know. The the other ones work because there's some actual stakes in being adults. And like, I don't know, movies about kids are fun, but like it really just made everything seem less important. Well, absolutely, because like a lot of it's like, oh, I want to date the badass gangster guy's girlfriend. And then it's like, right. oh, my friend Han, who's super cool, cheated her boyfriend, and now he's double mad at us. Yeah, and then he, and Han died, and now I'm now we got a race. Like it's <laughs> insane. We talk about this, this plot is like fucking ludicrous. It's it's so it's almost non-existent, but not ludicrous, so, ludicrous. Just oh god, I miss not, ludicrous, not man. Good. Oh man, me too. He was so good in, in two. Goddamn. Yeah, and it's like, and then you also have to worry about like the whole pedophilia thing like because 
there are adults in this movie. Right. And they're like, DK, why are you into schoolgirls, man? And it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's really Gross. strange. And like they even bring up, I thought, which is a good line, like these like older, horny women at a dance club being like trying to fuck with our main character who had, I what was his name? Sean? Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Those uh, models. Mm-mm-mm. Han's like, uh, hey, he's not legal yet or something. And it was like very weird that they called attention to this. But I guess they had to, because like probably people were watching, like, you realize that adults are just fucking children all the time in this movie. And it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then, then of course, Sean's daddy is railing some, uh, what looks like a sex worker that we're led to believe, I think. I don't know, man. I, it I, was bizarre. Hey, I wanted to share something. I Doing a little, doing a little bit of my, my patented research. I can't even tell. I, I, I know. This is great. This sucks. I, I remember while watching the movie, I said Lucas, uh, Lucas Black, who plays Sean, his head looks like a jar. Remember I said that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember you said and then, that. And then you said Natalie Kelly, her head also looks like a jar. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Lucas Black was in Jarhead. Whoa! <laughs> so clearly, you know, I think casting was like, look, we got this guy. His head looks like a jar. <laughs> he was just in Jarhead. We got to bring that jar back, baby. So, <laughs> so he was in Jarhead first. He was in Jarhead in two thousand five, a movie that okay, I feel what? like has been kind of forgotten. He didn't play the titular. A Sam Mendes pick. That's crazy, Mendes. A Sam yeah, Mendes. Mendes I forgot he directed that. He didn't play the titular Jarhead, right? That was no. That's uh... Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake. Uh, I love Jake. Jake. Where'd Jake go? I haven't seen Jake in a while. He's been in a ton of shit. What are you talking about? He's yeah, in the John Mulaney was... kid special. It's super good. That's not a fucking movie. <laughs> it's a Netflix original. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is. Okay. Uh, he was in the Spider-Man movie. That's the last thing I remember him being in. And he was great, great in that. He the was movie so isn't amazing, but he's fucking stellar in there. Yeah, agreed. So I'm almost done with the MCU. Sorry to bring it oh, up. that's nice. Yeah, pl- please don't. Is that real? No. <laughs> You got so hurt. You were so hurt. We have to talk about this movie, Charles. For Christ's sake! I just sake, want to say, like, I'm to... finally finishing <sighs> up. Where I got three left. Good, good update. Because we were trying to finish it up before Black Widow came out, and again, that's also mm-hmm. pushed back. But um, I'm in really like it's it's in the same way that we're experiencing like watching Blade Two and Blade Three and be like, what the fuck was wrong with critics back then? I'm finding myself very much at odds with what most people are appreciative of the MCU and like. Then let's fate. save that for a fucking MCU thing. We're going to do an MCU thing? Oh, God. Please. We're going back to Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. We're here to, to talk about that okay, movie. Okay. Can we talk about the title card, then? <laughs> yeah. The title card sucks. They really blow their wad in a really weird way. <laughs> where like, we get like this the big splashy graphic of Tokyo Drift at an American high school, and it feels like yeah. the first – the intro to this movie is is so – they get a great race in pretty early on, which is awesome. The problem is that Sean sucks so bad and his story is so unimportant, uncompelling, and not interesting that I was like, save the title card for when we get to Japan. Like, why just dump it? Like, it just felt like a huge waste of, like, a great title. Yeah. Because, like, again, title – this this series is, is legendary for fucking with convention with titling things. And, you know, we go from Fast and the Furious to Too Fast, Too Furious, which is fucking brilliant, to – a great complete left turn, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, no three, which, of course, as we will chronologically discover later in the series, is helpful because apparently all of this happens after the sixth movie, but we'll get to that later. We can't yeah. get into this now. <laughs> One of my favorite bits coming up is when they bring back the same actor who played Sean to come back in like Fast Six or whatever, and he looks even older than he did, and he's still supposed to be a high school. <laughs> so dark. 
Uh-huh. Anyway, so they, they totally waste uh, the the logo. Sean goes to a, a super crazy Hollywood high school where like the football players are like savagely destroying a Native American effigy before like a football game. Yeah, and it's quite vicious, man. I was ugh, it was gross. But I think that's I think that's it was done on purpose. Well, it's a movie about certainly a lot of othering. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, it's the most often said word in the movie is gaijin. That's true. Did I say that right? Well, certainly you said it better than Sean did repeatedly. <laughs> Gaijin. He fucking sucks. His accent, God, we could spend 20 minutes just the accents in this movie, but his accent fucking blows. And then Neela, his shitty idiot girlfriend <laughs> and her shitty Australian accent, equally terrible. There's no way she's Australian. There's no way she's Australian. I hope not. Oh, I'm looking that up right now. She is, her accent is, she is Australian and still sounds like she's doing a bad Australian accent. <laughs> Dear God. What an idiot. They're, yeah, they're, she sucked. Every time they started talking, we were like, what? Because we were, we're transfixed by the visuals. We're transfixed by like the other characters like Han and Twinkie and uh, Sonny Chiba shows up. And every time anyone else is not on the screen, we're like, oh, we're watching a movie. This is really great. And then they show up and start talking like, oh, fuck. We're back. It's like a WB like kid soap opera when they show up like the energy just grinds to a halt you can straight up like call someone during those scenes or like go microwave a pizza and like come back you're not missing anything yeah i bet if we time stamped our uh our text messages to the movie like we would not have been texting during race scenes and any scene where like han was talking or uh or sunny chiba shows up and then as soon as the main characters start talking we're just like texting nonstop. It's it's which is which is wild, but it's true. And again, I, I'm not sure. I think it speaks to you know Lynn's success, despite whatever bizarre choices led to this casting situation and whatever the condition the script was in. Because because again, best racing we've ever seen. I've never and seen like, better in my entire the, the, the life. Ra- the racing is so good that like it it actually makes up for what would seem like an unsurmountable problem, which it does, like, which is amazing. So this Anyways, is this okay. is the first movie that I saw, and revisiting it like this is why i like this movie is i don't i honestly don't remember sean or his character at all and sort of like was baffling to see that that's all this movie was but the racing is so good and there's no nothing else there's no like hijacking there's no like trying to blow shit up there's no No other players no coke (laughs) fuck but yeah it was it was actually sort of refreshing to have this be a racing movie which i don't think has ever really happened there's been races the purest one yeah, because there there is no like there's no scheme. No one's undercover. No one's trying to beat the clock. It's just like it's just fucking racing, baby. Josh, okay. they they race for women. They race for cars. It's not about the rider, Charles. They race for daddy's love. Oh, it's all about Papa's love car. This is a movie about racing. Yeah. Okay, so we have to get back to the first race of the movie. Um, first off, big shout out. Maybe dark horse mvp candidate the chubby kid who gets his his, his stomach airbrushed at the beginning of the movie and yeah, sean does good. nothing because john fucking sucks he just watches this kid getting tortured and he's like nah fuck it well i think and that's that scene is like cross cut not cross cut but it's immediately follows the like smashing of the native american stuff like it's showing these white people as just like trash people just monsters yeah and appropriately i'm not complaining which is cool like we've gone from uh, a movie directed by a white person that wasn't very good to a movie directed by an African-American that like brought up race issues much better. And now we're to have a movie by, I think it's Taiwanese American director. And this is like, bring up this whole, like it bring like there's so many different uh, voices being told in this series. This is like one of the biggest successes of this series is that it's 
like the, a huge cross-cultural storytelling experience. And that's Bow Wow as Twinkie. And he's yeah. Bow Wow does a great job in this. He did a great job. Okay, so so the guy who wrote this, Chris Morgan, wow, interesting interesting career. He wrote Squat, Cellular, Wanted. He wrote Wanted. Oh, my wow. God. Wow, I always wanted to know who wrote Wanted. <laughs> Is this fucking idiot? He wrote he wrote four, five, six, and seven, and eight, <laughs> and Hobbs and Shaw. Wow. So he really, just, he's not very good, but he did stick around for a long time. Wow, interesting. Okay, the first race in this movie is fucking... Uh, this movie is so trashy in ways that it's so delightful but uh so this movie of course has sean or shitty loser protagonist who just sucks horribly and what looks like the kid is it the kid from home improvement who plays the evil jock <laughs> i don't know but he was good and it's set apparently in arizona according to wikipedia Josh, Josh, it could have been anywhere he moved around so many times zachary ty Bryan plays clay the quarterback of sean's school and yes that's brad taylor that's too wow. much home and taylor's kid oh my god good spot i know i, I know my, my home improvement alums did you Anyways, watch home improvement Everyone did legally. You were required to in the nineties and I didn't early thousands. Didn't watch it. Well, it's one more thing that your upbringing has, has been well documented was problematic, and this is yet another uh, another mark against the family hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, uh, quarterback girlfriend, who is our first upskirt of the movie, uh, Nikki, is like, "I like your car, you hot stud." Mm-mm-mm, yum yum yum, mama like. And then what does Sean do? Y'all, it ain't it ain't the it ain't the ride. It's the rider. And- <laughs> <laughs> what does and, that mean? And, She's complimenting your car, which is basically complimenting him and his penis. And he's like, you know, it's it's just a piece of machinery. It I'm fucking sucks. Yes, we sexy. get it, Sean. We get it. It's not the car. It's the driver. Yeah, idiot. Anyway, so him and the and, and the quarterback have a stupid fucking argument that sucks and who gives a shit. But whatever. It's time to race. But what will they race for? Um, Sean goes, I'll only race for pink slips because he says everything's stupid in this stupid ass movie. <laughs> and the, and the, the quarterback's like, my car's $80,000, bro. I'm not racing on that. So his girlfriend... This again, Chris Morgan. God bless you, you piece mwah, of shit. Mwah. His girlfriend goes, "Why don't y'all race for me?" No, he <laughs> doesn't like, say it like that. <laughs> no, sorry, that's no one Sean. else is talking like Sean. Josh, you're getting, okay, you're getting a little carried me, away. Forgive me, because he's from out of town. She is a a, a a a pretty neutral accent, being from Arizona. But she goes, "Why don't you race for me?" That was really good. Which is like, she's a high school student wearing like. The most stereotypical slutty high school girl outfit that, like, an eighth-rate porno would put together. And she's now, like, trying to, like, force her boyfriend into a brutal race for, her, like, her... It's, it's it's very bizarre. It's just really a weirdly dark tone that it strikes. <laughs> but that's that's where we are, baby. Fast that's where it starts. Do you think if they tied, yeah. they, they would have both had to have her? Oh, God. Can you imagine that little, that little sitcom where, like, 30 years ago we... we we raced and we tied, and now we have to live together for the rest of our lives. We're married. Well, as I texted you, we were talking about you know the next escalation from a, a car is an American woman for things to win in a race. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. They did that well. They jumped correctly from uh, car to woman as thing you can win <laughs> and own in America. So this being the, the first race set in America, they race through an unfinished suburban housing track while fucking bother to bow bow to bow da while Kid Rock is fucking pumping getting the pit and trying to love somebody and they're racing and sean's doing well and, and the, the girlfriend goes to her, qu- her quarterback boyfriend looks like i got a new date for prom yeah it's like a cuck thing it's like really psychosexual in a really cutting way yeah these movies i don't really know that they, that they even know what they're doing 
in in these like especially casting and it's like setting this in school where he talked about it. it's like it takes these very intense situations and just sort of it minimizes it in some ways but then in the other ways like completely maximizes it and just turns it into this strange fetishistic just nightmare escape that where we have to watch these like kids doing the craziest shit for no for like literally no reason for no reason I'm sorry, the quarterback threw a a rock through his window. Okay, so you actually raise a really good point here because the depiction of car crashes in this movie are gut-churning. Yeah. (laughs) Like when they ram into that concrete thing at the end of that first race, the quarterback and the girlfriend, it's like really upsetting. I can't believe they survived. Oh, you couldn't survive that in real life. They, they, They just go from like driving 100 miles an hour into a concrete like structure. It's nuts. Josh, you forget that they are, uh, from money. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. And that they can pay off anybody. Working man Sean can't catch a break. No. I love it. The uh, mom comes in and she has the same pathetic accent. He does like, is a little schmuck in here? And the cop's like, you're fucked, motherfucker. I'm gonna fucking destroy you. And then, of course, they strike that classic deal from the American judicial system. <laughs> Three strikes and then you go to Tokyo for a ah. fourth strike. But if you do that fourth strike, oh. then... St- I don't know. They take you back to jail. They extradite yeah, you. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, so here's a huge disappointment. What does Sean show up in Tokyo with that is never referred to again in the movie? Oh, I know. We were hoping so hard. As every good American, that high school boy, sent off to live with Dada in Japan, you got to bring your guitar with you. Strap it on your back. It's the baguette in the shopping basket <laughs> of yeah male protagonists. <laughs> Oh, poor guys. But he never used it again, and we never even see it out of the case. Do you think maybe that's just the case that he had, and he was bringing... There's a car in it? You think there's a car in it? (laughs) Fuck. Do you think he can even... Like, can you bring that on a plane? Or did he check the only thing... You can bring a guitar on a plane. It's too big. You got to stow it at the beginning. You can stow it in the front. You stow it? You know, at the front where you like, you can leave... You can leave differently sized things at the front of the plane when you enter, like not bring it to your seat. I never knew that. People do this. Did you know Japan is a day ahead? I didn't know that. Not until we this movie. So. Watching Tokyo Drift. You know, I was going to go to Japan for the first time this this spring. And while I can't do that because a a horrible illness is wreaking havoc on the global stage, that's, the, that's just a, a horrifying, terrifying thing to live through. So I can't go to Tokyo. But I honestly feel like this is the next best thing. <laughs> Pretty close. It's pretty close. I have to say, they make Tokyo look cool as fuck. When you go, Mm -hmm. can you please bring a guitar with you? Definitely. And also, check my watch in slow-mo, which is one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. (laughs) Sean checks his watch in slow motion. It's like a five-second shot, and it's completely inexplicable to me, but it's in slow-mo. Yeah, it it didn't make any sense. I think they're really trying to show us that time moves differently in Japan. Yeah. So he gets to Papa's house, and Papa just finished railing someone. Someone's just getting piped in Papa's house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a weird uh, a weird character that is there i mean honestly so this is sort of the thing that i was talking about earlier it's like we have this cast of characters that are pretty boring and i think a better acting situation would have made this so much better but like he provides the the deus ex karaka at the end he he like and there is <laughs> he whips that fucking gun out boom yeah he saves his son like a better filmmaker, a better screenwriter would have had something come of that between the father and the son. But like, it's just thrown away. The father only shows up 
to save the day or to yell at him or like he only brings supposed conflict or conflict resolution and nothing else yeah and there's no they don't, they don't resolve their relationship at all in the movie which i was really yeah, struck by they, like, completely it's bizarre well it was, it was, i guess we're, we're supposed to assume that at the end sean just becomes the in place of han and just like becomes a new drug lord he's, they call him the new tk at the dk at the end though which is weird oh he takes over dk so he's now son they call him son. remember someone at the end twinkie goes someone wants to race the new dk yeah well i just just maybe i was just saying he's he's the new drift king but maybe he took over all of drift king's personal belongings too i think it's like an rpg um so let me ask you this we, we were talking about recasting sean yeah um i also i want to recast a lot of people in this movie first off my vote for recasting sean is Marshall Mathers. I think this is the time Eminem comes back uh, off the, the hype of 8 Mile. He plays Sean, and it's sick. I want to drive cars! <laughs> no, we're trying to find someone better, not someone that's exactly the same. Marshall Mathers as Sean, and Harvey Keitel as Sean's dad. I was oh, imagining yeah. like a Harvey Keitel as the like just like a scummy like in my version he's like a heroin addict here's my whole thing with all these movies imagine if like because we've talked about how in these movies no matter what happens it's the same stupid fucking shitty weird like international party at every race of women in short skirts with the midriff showing and horribly dressed men with stupid cars what if it was like more like grim and stark and barren and less fun and more driven by like that need to survive like their efforts to make this seem cool i think take away from the coolest parts of it because the cool part of the racing is not the shitty party happening before and after it it's like when they're alone and out there on the road so by a similar token it's like what if this dad wasn't this like sort of clean cut navy guy but like a shitty gross like bad lieutenant style motherfucker like it's not that hard to make that storyline more interesting just by adding a little bit of grit yeah, no, I, I think this is the la- this might be the last of those. We'll find out. But I have a memory from four onward that the partying drops way down. We're no we're no longer in the party scene. We're we're just in the like crime buster scene. But we'll find out. Nice. Um, okay, so um, Sean goes to school. Are we recasting? Are you do your recasting bit? Uh, I don't know. Jamie Bell. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to see like who would have been a viable candidate in 2006. I'm not sure. Maybe a Joseph Gordon-Levitt could have been good. That would have been better, though I find him unbearable by other means. Right. I think his... Well, I think his unbearableness was... Like, when did Brick come out? 2005, right? That sounds right. Yeah, I yeah, hear you would have been in the right he, place at the right time. That would have been a good follow-up to Brick. He would have looked more like a high schooler, too. Um. Anyways, okay, so, so getting back to the plot. So Sean has to go to school. He has to wear a stupid fucking outfit. It sucks. He hates it. He goes to school... Bust into that classroom, and he fucking clocks a hottie right off the fucking bat. Mm, Neela, what's up, girl? It's me, your boy, Sean. Ha, Do you I'm think Sean. I would have thought she was a hottie if the camera hadn't told us she was a hottie? Or do you think... If, no, like, she looks it, like a normal person. <laughs> she looks like another jarhead. Do you think they just are going to make new jarhead people? I mean, they both have large craniums, so that's very possible. It's not even large. It's like the basically rectangle. Like their heads are the shape of a jar. Yeah. Oh. Well, jars aren't rectangles, famously. That's a box. Yeah, it's a 3D box. Yeah, it's 2D a 3D box. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so so high school's rough for Sean. He doesn't speak any Japanese. The teacher's yelling at him to wear slippers. It's very funny. Um, this is what I want to know. This is it. <laughs> so this, is this the judicial thing you're talking about earlier? Regardless of whether you speak Japanese, as long as you're in high school and you've committed three car racing problems. <laughs> you can go to any then, other high school. <laughs> you go to Japan... 
where you just go to class every day, you don't speak any Japanese. <laughs> like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what? I guess we got it. We should have had a guest that was like a Navy Army brat and told us what they well, did. Do they? Don't they go to a, like an American school? Yeah, absolutely. It makes no sense. And then Twinkie's the like, okay, well, then we meet Twinkie, thank God, who fucking rules. <laughs> anything, God. He's wearing a do-rag. He's trying to sell fucking Jordans. It's awesome. And Twinkie's like, you're another army brat. And and Sean's like, no, I'm not. And it's like, yeah, you are, dude. We met your dad. He's in the Navy. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, fuck you. He's wearing He's a Navy shirt. Idiot. The first thing we see him, you dipshit. He wears a Navy everything. Uh, if yeah, we track so annoying. Data, he wears Navy shirt, Navy uh, zipper hoodie navy gun i think it says navy on his gun when he when he assaults a, a high schooler later in the movie yeah imagine how cool that dad felt when he like whipped a gun out on a probably a high school student dk is uh, dk is definitely in his 20s and dating a high schooler which scans for dk that's actually true i did like the line where she's he's like why don't you go after uh, a japanese girl like every other white boy in this city so that was nice that's a good line yeah Han says yeah that, it's right? like it's I think what Justin brings to the table well is sick car ch- chasing scenes and a pretty like I don't know it's it's just nice to see like the white guy I think another like a white director or another director would have been like this is our hero this is the story that we want to follow this is what's going to be most important and Justin Lin's like this fucking jarhead sucks I'm going to like belittle him and make everyone else way cooler than him and everything is going to be better than this guy and like, I just have to deal with this shit. That's like the tone of the movie. I totally agree. We're certainly, it's it's impossible to imagine someone leaving this movie being like, wow, Sean rules. <laughs> well, he never comes back. So except for that one little moment. So it's obvious that he was a failure. I want to just point out timestamp wise at 1.32 uh, PM in our American life here on the East Coast. God, only who fucking knows what timestamp that would be in Japan. We, it's impossible to find out. We text each other. You, you texted me. She's a very bad actor. The same second I texted, she's a terrible actress. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Natalie Kelly. She got she got it on both sides in this movie. I'm not just talking about DK and Sean. No. So whatever. We make our way to the first race because Sean's like, Twinkie, show me the car racing world. And Twinkie's got a Hulk car. It's sick. They never explain why. He just likes Hulk yeah. a lot. Whatever. That shit rules. He just loves Hulk. And, you know, this is before Mark Ruf- Ruffio played a fucking... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was a great you know. scene, though. That was a scene, like, the first moment... One of the first moments was like, oh, this guy actually knows how to shoot a movie. That scene, it looks so good. In the rotating car park thing. Yeah, and the cars that are spinning around, and you're like, wait for it. Which car's his? And they're all cool. And then, like, the Hulk car... You know, expecting, like, is this going to be a jalopy? <laughs> is it going to be uh, something that doesn't fit in the thing? Like, wh- what joke could happen? And it was the Hulk car it wasn't a great joke, it was a real it was, like, it was truly unexpected the car looks like hulk and his fists protruding out of it in 3d sculptures it's fucking crazy i didn't know what was happening until they spun it around and i saw the you no know, that first shot like is it was it hit from the back or something it looked crazy yeah okay so um uh we make our way to the first race we go to the same generic car party thing lots of upskirts upskirt 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 um we finally see han who rules and is eating there's a lot of eating in this movie for the beginning which is great han's just snacking and i love it Uh. full brad pitt style um 
And so then there's a really crucial moment in this we have to really talk about where everyone's running to get in elevators to make their way up to where the big race is going to happen. Mm. And Twinkie runs into the elevator full of just the hot chicks and runs into the elevator, turns to camera and winks and shatters the fourth wall of the fast verse forever. Twinkie knows Twinkie is in a movie and Twinkie knows that you like the Twinkie near girls. Twinkie's like, look at me. Twinkie's near girls and tells the whole audience Twinkie knows. It was, it was a great moment. Uh, I made a fresh batch of popcorn to throw it into the air at that moment. It was so good. But I yeah, screamed I think so that... loud. Yeah. No, no, keep going. That's probably going to be oh, a good joke. All the windows in the room broke. That wasn't a very good joke. I was hoping you'd cut <laughs> me off and I'd be spared the indignity. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be editing this much more thoroughly than I normally do. So don't worry about it. Leave that in. There we go. <laughs> Please leave, leave it that in. in. Okay, so long story no, short. I, I, we, I want to say slang. No, oh, please. Okay, thank you. Um, what I liked was this movie did a great job of, like in the first one, you have the entire population of Los Angeles come out at night to watch a race, but all they do is stand at one tiny part of a race and see nothing. This movie did a great job of setting it in the uh, the um, uh, parking garage, so when they saw the first level, they take the elevator to the end, and they can see the end of the race. So it's like this cool idea of using space we've talked about this in the second episode of the furious verse where the first movie didn't understand space the second movie definitely did and this like is just perfecting it in the racing world at the end when they're like watching the race on their their shitty little cell phones it's like it it at least is trying to show us why these people are engaged with the racing culture yeah, the superstructure of the movie, as far as like a visually told story, is excellent. And again, that is really the saving grace where the plot functions are mostly a detriment to everything else in the movie working. So again, big kudos to Lynn. You definitely get why they stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. So Sean destroys Han's car trying to race DK. DK is like, you fucking punk. Fuck off. You suck. And everyone's like, yeah, Sean sucks. Fuck you. But Han who's like, oh, look at this fucking idiot. I can, I can enlist this tool bag into being my little wacky boy. Cause he ruined my car. He, you know, he starts grooming Sean, sends him to a fucking, uh, you know, a sauna to, to try to get money back for him. And he gets his ass beat and it's fucking funny. He has terrible chest hair distribution. <laughs> it's so bad. He's no, so not only is, I'm going to body shame the fuck out of this piece of shit. The, he has oh, a, Lucas Black is getting it today. Stupid fucking jarhead and the weirdest body hair. It was terrifying. It highlights his nipples in a way that's very wild. <laughs> they cut over to like a sumo wrestler. They're supposed to be like, look at this giant guy's body. Like they zoom up on his giant boobs, and it's like you're supposed to have him be like maybe this grotesque figure. And all I could think about was Sean's shitty body. That's all I could think about. Yeah. What what was this? What's the actress name? Lucas Black. I'm gonna I'm gonna email him a MP3 oh, fuck this you. episode. Yeah, please yeah, do. Just the whole just like, Lucas. We love you, buddy. If you want to be a guest on the show, come on anytime. <laughs> We'd love to have you. No, Josh, okay. we have standards here. I'm not. <laughs> oh, fucking, yes, forgive me. That was a joke, Lucas, or whatever the fuck your name is. Your dumb little jarhead. Go back to your jar. Do you think he screws his head into a jar every night? Crink, 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 crink. <laughs> Time for bed. Time jarhead. for bed. Time for Jarhead bed. Time for old Lucas Black dung all fall bed sleep. So wait, yep. do you think? So we learned that what's her name is Australian. 
Do you think he's from Alabama? I, I mean, Lucas Black himself is from Alabama, so maybe he was like, oh, it'd be fun if I'm... Who, gets, who fucking cares? Honestly, as I texted you, looking back over our exchange, it's like static whenever they're on screen together. Like, I don't care. We don't have to talk about it's it. It just insane. it sucks. Okay, so they go to a cool party Han takes them to. There's all these horny mute women. None of them are allowed to speak. They're just horny mute women. Yeah, it sucks. And Twinkie's like, mm, I love women. And it's like, all right, Twinkie. It's... Um, but I do want to talk about Han because we we do meet Han, and I think he is the the breath of fresh air that we really need after spending the first half hour like not really knowing what the plot is, not knowing who these characters are or why we should care about them, and like Han is the grounding for like we're like oh like Twinkie's fun, but you know he's a side character; he doesn't really have much gravitas to him. Han is the first moment where I was like oh I'm gonna fucking sit down and just like watch this i i mean i'm entranced by this person well he's like he's like the dom toretto where he's like i'm the gentleman thief and and your job is i'm going to train you in my ways of being a gentleman thief and i'm going to teach you how to drift and that's the core of the movie where, where han goes we're going to drift mountain motherfucker the mountain <laughs> where drifting was created <laughs> drifters which, are invented yeah so you I, know look, i'm gonna level with you i don't know a lot about drifting history outside of tokyo <laughs> drift i took it at face value that there is indeed a mountain <laughs> outside of tokyo where drifting was crafted by I don't know Japanese elders nomads yeah Um, but I'm gonna disagree with you I think Dom is we've gotten to this fight before I think where I don't like Dom I think he's boring Vin Diesel really doesn't do it for me and I think Han is like he's fucking cool like everything he does is fucking real and cool I believe that this person exists and I would love to be friends with him. I would, I, I totally agree. Han is very cool. You argued he was cooler than Han Solo, which I might, I might say is a step farther than I'm willing to go right now, but he's a close second Han. So, and uh, I said that to be mischievous and try to get your coat, but <sighs> after thinking about it, I, I think he's way cooler than Han Solo. This is so you. you. You just say something to be reactionary and then you're like, you know what? I'm actually going to formulate my whole identity around this ridiculous take. <laughs> I'm not even complaining. I know I know your deal. But no, I think, uh, I mean, everything that Han Solo does, sorry to talk about Star Wars, but I don't know. It's it, it's just so big and for like fucking Han's dr- sitting in a car driving on Tokyo streets. Fuck. You can't get cool than that. <laughs> okay. So, um, right. So as, as I texted you, um, uh, so there isn't an actual plot still. <laughs> like there is no larger story. And you say, don't think so. He learns to drift. I think that's the plot. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's so, this whole segment where, yeah, it, where, where, where sh- go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, you don't need to read our text to each other. Yeah, we do. This is good. You're going to like, just like say something and then I'll respond to it. No, no, this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. Leave it in. Good podcasting. Leave all yeah. this in. This is the fun of it. People want to know what was it like when they were texting about it? <laughs> what was it like? Should I just post, I'll post the transcript. No, don't do that. <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, the, the, I think something cool about Han is that he has a cool hangout, and we're, we're often rating hangouts in this series. Yes. Um, you want hangouts to get cooler as they go on. Han sort of hangs out in the dock with the dock guys, and the dock guys are like, this Sean guy can't drift at all. But later, they're like, this Sean guy, that's not such bad drifting. I like those guys, and I think that's sort of like... It's a nice way to tell a story. <laughs> that's the spice that Lynn and the screenwriter, like. I think they did that well. Like, the little moments that are... Not a part of the story because the story is not really a part of anything. They they they, they rest in moments that are fun and small and, and good. Well, it's kind of like the wire where there's like a couch in the middle of a big open area. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just hanging out on the couch on the dock. I loved it. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good. It's a great hangout. I say it's probably, if we're to bring this back to TMNT, not as good as the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but 
Maybe as good as the second one. I was thinking, uh, like, I love the Blade 3 hangout, the original hangout in Blade 3 before it gets raided when they're on the water. That's a cool the fucking bo- hangout. The boat? Or, oh, no, the, the, the boat docking the, thing. The Whistler? Where Whistler has, like, even more guns than normal taped in and things. <laughs> God, I missed, I missed Blade 3. What a good movie. Yeah. I'm um, okay. Sean comes home late from doing Han work, and, and Navy Daddy goes, mm, Sean? And kicks him out. And Han, this is one of my favorite little details in the movie. I texted you this while watching it. Han is like having a cool guy Han party at his like Toretto like car hangout where they're looking at a video of like footage from inside of a race car. Did you notice that? They're like hanging out, like yeah. drinking with cool models. And there's like just like more racing footage playing on a screen behind them. And it's like, these guys don't take a fucking night off. No, man. All they do is goddamn think about cars. I mean, that's what high school, that's like the only thing that makes sense about casting this as high school is like, that's sort of what you do when you're a kid is you have a thing that you do all the fucking time, whether it's sports or I don't know, cocaine or I don't know. You just (laughs) like you do something and you just do it all the time as a kid. And then you have to be an adult. You have to like do more than just the one thing that you love. It's true. But not these kids. These kids are still kids. You grow up and they they never grow up. They just rip your innocence away. Fuck! Can't drift all day long anymore. We're broken, man. Did you uh, question for you? Please. They're very into drifting in this movie. The title's called. That is a big part of the film. They draw a lot of attention to it. There's a movie called Drift. Yeah. There's a mountain called Drift. Teach me how to drift. Do you think they might have been able to go faster? In the ending chase scene where they're driving through Tokyo, if they hadn't drifted quite so much? Um, I think that's kind of what I like about this, is that in the, in the first I movie, know. they seem to be moving at fucking light speed through a, a major American city, and it's like, this is bizarre. And this movie's all about, like, no, you're going to hit shit. Like, even, there's almost no race where someone yeah. doesn't, like, fuck the car up, because it's like, I liked that. Yeah, me too. No, I was just, it's funny, like, just seeing all this drifting in this, it was like... The second one added turns, and it added, like, an actual direction style that made it fun to watch the races. And this... Like very little CGI. There definitely was a little bit, but very little. And it was just really fun. It's just it is fun to watch cars do shit that cars don't normally do. <laughs> I think you got to the heart of these movies right there. Right, but like the the next ones are gonna take uncommon car moments. <laughs> they're gonna take a huge step and start CGIing the fuck out of everything. And like this is a small breath where it's doing crazy shit, but it's all real still for the most part. Yeah. And I think this three really marks the like i for me this might be my favorite one we'll find out but it's like it's the beautiful middle ground between unrealistic bullshit and i don't know then characters that you like it's like it's for me everything's perfect except for the main characters i think what makes the triumph of this is that the premise of the movie that racing is interesting and emotionally compelling succeeds despite some terrible casting and a weak script so i think yes i hear what you're saying yeah okay getting back to the plot for a minute here um fucking shitty Sean and fucking boring ass Neela go on a dumb car ride where they talk about their stupid lives. No one gives a fuck and it sucks. It's beautifully shot. They're going, they're on drift mountain and, and, and oh she's showing off her drifting cause they flirted via AIM chat in class. Um, <sighs> so DK finds out about this, goes to the docks, the cool dock hangout and beats the shit out of a uh, fucking uh, Sean who sucks and he's mad at everybody, whatever, stupid plot, boring, we get it, DK hates Sean, and then we get to the fucking champ, the legend himself. We've been hearing about DK's cool Yakuza uncle the whole movie, and who fucking shows up swagged out in an all-white outfit, three-piece suit, overcoat, big-ass droopy hat, (laughs) dank-ass scarf, (laughs) who the fuck is it, Charles, who's who's the stunt casting, the one stunt casting of the movie? Well, would you say Dom's 
stunt casting or is that no, like that's a cameo connect- of a of a staple of the series so this doesn't yeah. that's different okay uh we got ourselves a little man known as sunny chiba easily the most enrapturing performance in the movie outside of han he's um, so good like he I, looks cool I, he's badass yeah i was thinking about how like as a boy i watched a lot of weird movies a lot of japanese movies and like i remember when uh, Kill Bill came out and like how m- so many people had access to Sonny Chiba through Kill Bill and it's cool it's like if you knew who Sonny Chiba was when watching Kill Bill and I guess this movie too which came out just a few years later it's like oh this this is like an amazing stunt casting or if you hadn't seen any of these movies and you're just like so engrossed like wow who is this guy you can go back and rewatch all these movies from the six from the 70s and 80s and like it's fun the way that this like really connects you to it's not i don't know it's really like remakes and shit it's like they're not bad they just like allow you access to a thing that you don't know yet or if you do know it it's just different and it like just gives a breath to this whole universe we're watching yeah totally i think also like it legitimizes this whole experience as like this like cult cinematic sensation by bringing in legends like this like it's nice yeah it is. It was really awesome, and he's fucking great. He's uh, he is he's, uh, so good, and his job is just to be like the most generic bad guy, and he just is so slick and evil and cool, chomping on cigars, saying cool shit like he has betrayed us, and like just like cool shit like that. It just it just it's awesome. It's like a little treat. You've you've made your way through some terrible acting, and you get a little treat. Yeah, I like at the end how. Um... He's like everyone's watching the race on their cell phones, and he of course doesn't have a cell phone because he's an old man, and he's just like smoking a cigar. Um, okay, so basically, he shows up to 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 do a, a big leap forward in the plot, which again, the way that they blast through plot shit is so stupid. <laughs> it's kind of delightful. Where Sonny's like, you know that guy Han? He's cheating us. They're like, okay, that's it. So then he goes cool. to Han, and Han's like, yeah, you know, I'm cheating you. It's what we do, man. We're fucking shitty scumbags, and yeah. this kicks off the best race of the entire series so far the the the, the race the, the chase through downtown tokyo and the moment i would argue and we both fucking text each other at the same time about this in delight there's one shot that transforms this into a movie of the a series that's changed to like ideas of the past visually to this whole other realm where they're whipping around downtown Tokyo. It's fucking exhilarating. There's real desperation. And at this point, they're doing all the fucking, like, throwing the car into reverse and firing a gun through the fucking window. Like, we're full Fast and the Furious at this point. Yeah. There's, there's one shot that is so fucking breathtaking where the, the, the chase, everyone drifts through a massive intersection in downtown Tokyo and this crowd of pedestrians parts in front of the cars as they drift and have this big aerial shot. And it is an incredible visual achievement is that the sea of people parting as these like fucking massive vehicles are just hurtling through this huge space and something about you know the scale of it something about the fact that we're 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 hovering above tokyo watching this supernatural larger than life car moment feels like the whole series ramps up to a whole other level yeah where like the grandeur and the ridiculousness of it hits this fevered pitch where it feels like it transcends the whole movie in that one moment I yeah. If you if you looked at our again, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna release the transcript of this so everyone can follow along. Lull in our texting. Lull 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 because we're watching this car chase and then bing bing. We both texted at the same time. Like whoa, perfect. You said like my balls just fell off and I said perfect. Yours was a little weirder. I didn't say that. I said incredible. I'm looking at it right now. You said I said Twinkie with the moves. You Twinkie's said talking about ladies. My 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 dick lost its two babies. 
and then in parentheses, my balls just fell off. Oh, look at that. No, sorry, that I missed so, that. I did yeah. I did text that. Excuse me. It was uh, foolish of me to forget that. Well, it was foolish of you to text it. That's true. It's, it's a twofer for me. Egg on my face. Wait, 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 no, never mind. Um, but you know, it's, it's a... Uh, and for me, who loves to <laughs> compare things and make grand statements, the ending shot of two was we got to that point where we're now in fast land where like cars are doing shit that's crazy. This is still believable. And it's like, so it's still, it's even more like awesome to watch this because it's like, wow, this is like actually looks real and it's beautiful and it's breathtaking. And it's incredible. They set this up through both CGI and real cars. And it's just like, it looks good. And it's, it's again, like three for me is like the most bang for your buck. You're going to get in these movies. I think, well, I think at the end of the day, I really, I think the friendship in two makes it really magical, but I hear what you're saying. Oh, I I just like cars. Oh, car wise, yeah, car wise for sure. No, yeah, I, yeah. totally. Because the... you might get more bang in this four, five, six, seven, eight, but you're going to get a lot more buck. And I think the <laughs> ratio of bang to buck in number three is perfect. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so the the chase ends with the, the big development that Han dies in a fiery explosion, and we're like, no, no, actual fucking stakes. Because like this was, I don't know if they plan on him coming back for the other movies, but like. To have a main character die in a movie that is like the best character you have, that's fucking huge. It's, I was, it's huge. I was like, what the fuck? I forgot it happened. And we're left with these two shitheads, fucking Neela and shitty ass Sean, and they go to Sean's papa's house, and he's like, I did this. <laughs> and <laughs> Navy papa saves him because DK pulls a gun on him, and Navy papa pulls a gun on DK, and, and Neela Whoa. goes off with DK, and we're all setting up for the final big showdown, and, and the dad has a great terrible scene with Sean where Sean's like, I gotta take care of my responsibilities, papa, and papa's like, at least y'all ain't making the same mistakes I done made. It's terrible. It's fucking shitty. I hate it. I know it. we've talked about this before, but like these moments where you haven't had him talking for five minutes and then he suddenly says something and you're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. No, the accent is terrible. <laughs> I did this. Ugh. Okay. So, it's my responsibility. So Twinkie gives <laughs> Twinkie gives Sean Han's secret bag, which he hid inside of Hulk car, <laughs> which feels like the most fucking like Resident Evil Final Fantasy part of the movie where there's <laughs> Han's secret bag and the Hulk stereo and speaker. All that was in it was money, right? just money and he takes the money apparently it's the money that han stole from dk and so to make everything right sean goes to sony chiba in a club full of first lame gangsters and then cool old guy gangsters in suits yeah like you know like okay so in ichi the killer the manga um the bad guy wears like a suit like a simple black suit the whole time and it's really chilling and cool because like he does all this like really horrifying violence and really graphic sexual fetish stuff but he just like dresses like a businessman basically the whole time yeah and then in the comparatively shitty movie Movie, they have the bad guy dressing like David Bowie the whole time, and it's really fucking annoying. I, I was it Mike? Yeah, yeah. I don't like his movies at all. I think each of the killer of the movie sucks compared to the manga. The manga is amazing. I have to read it. I know we've gotten into this. It's so good. It's really threatening having people just wearing suits. So there's something really threatening about that. That like more showy, elaborate costumes don't catch. Basically, this sets up the final thing in the movie where. Looks like Han's gang has got a tune-up uh, daddy's. They take the car from Han's car that Sean wrecked. The and they en- put it in the engine. In Papa's Josh, the engine. Whatever. What did I say? The car. You took the car from. They Han's take the whole car. car, put the whole. Other Doesn't car. make I don't any. Know. I'm not a. Sense. I'm not a mechanic, motherfucker. You're not a car man. I'm not, I'm a, not car a car man. man. Neither of us are car men. Yeah. So basically, DK is like, 
I beat your ass once, I'll beat your ass again. And Sean's like, whoever done win this gots to gets to stay in Tokyo, and y'all who ain't win this gots to go. Here's the rules. If you win, whoever <laughs> wins this race gets the the girl from the high school I left. Gets <laughs> She's still on the table. A, a pink slip. Gets Hans burnt corpse. <laughs> and get a little free time with daddy. All right, let's get this fucking race on the road. I win daddy's love. Um, Wait, we're going to DK Mountain? Do you think they, they did that because of the famous GameCube uh, God, Mario Double Dash race? DK Mountain? I don't know. That sounds unlikely. I don't know. It's a strange choice, I agree. But um, uh, also, just like, stepping back for a minute, I like that the Yakuza boss is like, yes, this man from Alabama certainly has a very a good idea here. <laughs> I think I'll, this 17 year old from Alabama who sucks shit will just do his plan. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, it's like, just like this boy walks into a bar and everyone just stops and like looks at him. It's like in real life, they just would have beaten the shit out of this piece of shit. It would have been great. I wish Sean died. Yeah. But no, so uh, just like Dom Toretto's dad's car in the first movie, we got to outfit Daddy's American Muscle Car, and that's true. Whatever, and then they have a cool ass race, and Sean wins, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. They, they race, and it's a cool race. The, the shots are excellent. Um, it's a, a well, really Dom excellent shows back race. Up. Well, then at the very end, you know, a Twinkie is like, "Hey, Sean, now that you've been established as the new DK, this guy wants to race you, and it's great." You're like, "Oh, come on! It's it's, it's couldn't be it couldn't this? be our friend Dom, and it is our friend Dom." But here's the thing: <sighs> this yeah. movie does more for Dom's character than the first movie did. Yeah, in all of ten seconds, and I know you need the first movie to really understand what is happening, but like all he says is, "What well, Bama, Bama's like." Hey man, this is this is like a real race. This isn't going to take out like sixteen seconds like a normal race, you loser. And then Dom <laughs> says, "You know what, kid? I got all the time in the world. I got nothing but like, time. Yeah, nothing but like that's his whole character in the first one is that he has no time. Like he doesn't he doesn't live in time. He's out of time. He's out of sync with everything. He he's living life he's one quarter mile at a time. Fuck yes, that's what I meant yeah, to say. Right? Yeah. And now he's like." He's somehow transcended that, and he's back, and I'm so excited to see him. Josh, I got—I I saw Bloodshot yesterday. <laughs> that was Bloodshot. It was bad. Yeah, I. It was very bad. Vin Diesel is a terrible actor, and it's—it's it's like so nice to see him from ten years, from fifteen years ago, because he like—he actually had heart. He actually had presence. Like I understand why he became a movie star, but Jesus, watching him now, it's like. I'm not excited to see him in in Fast Nine. Really, he's just like a. He looks like he's CGI already. It's so weird. I don't know what he's done to his face, but he just looks like a CGI monster in real life. <laughs> Aren't we all monsters in real life, Charles? We play a civilized person, but underneath all of us, there's a writhing, seething id or Vin ego. I can't remember Diesel. which one it is. There's so many of those. We're all a Vin Diesel on the inside. Yeah, wow. we all want to drive Daddy's car, and we're all Vin Diesel. <laughs> So true, so true. Um, okay, so we're, we're getting towards the end of the episode here. Yeah, let's let's do some awarding. Let's do some asking. Yes, so I've given it a lot of thought. While watching the movie, I wanted to give Sonny Chiba the MVP award, but I think I have to say that you're right, and Han has to win MVP. Yeah, I was going back and forth, too. I think Twinkie is it's obviously tough. in third. Twinkie, Twinkie definitely, great, but... Twinkie, you, you did yeoman's work to make this movie work, and I admire it. Yeah, but... You're not quite on the level of uh, a Sonny Chiba or I don't remember the actor's name, but Han. They're both fantastic. Um, but I think 
Sonny Chiba is a great bit of uh, power casting, mm. but ultimately Han is the heart of this movie. Josh, you watch a movie about racing, you think you know who's going to win the race. You see like, oh, here's the hero. This is the track. A lot of shit's going to happen, but we know down deep that our hero is going to win the race. And somehow against all odds, against the character of Sean and whatever her name is and Neela. some bullshit. Han still won the race. He made it through. Yeah. He's, he, he drove right into my fucking heart and he just became a part of it. When he crashed and, and blew up and went into flames and, and the, 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 the embers of his corpse rained down upon Tokyo, they also rained down upon our hearts. Yeah. And that he will live there forever. And it's confusing because he drove his car into my heart earlier in the movie yeah. and stayed there. But then right. he blew up in the movie and his, ashes also became a part of my heart it's a complicated experience these movies <laughs> and Can I just tell you something? i'm still baffled by them i feel this is an important thing to share on the podcast will you permit me a, a brief deviation uh, yeah of course i it's all i want to do is deviate my younger brother just texted me the following text dude i just bought the sickest pair of underwear <laughs> he's now describing Pictures? how it makes his genitals feel as a feel. But he had called me while we were recording, and I was like, I'm going to ignore this. This is not the right time. But Sam, if you're listening. Wait, he called you about his underwear? He, apparently. For real, it feels like my balls are being swaddled by a cloud, but like a really warm, soft cloud. Josh, is this our first ad money? <laughs> are you leading us into a MeUndies commercial? <laughs> Could be Mac Weldon. No, uh, we are not getting any money for this. Fuck. Um, Fuck. Look, so um, I think we can agree MVP goes to Han, runner-up Sonny Chiba as cool uncle guy yakuza uncle third place twinkle and uh absolute shit eater fucking boot heel trash ass fucking dumbass piece of shit of the movie sean fuck you sean you suck he sucks it's it's incredible how i would actually watch this movie again that's how good this movie is is that oh my god yeah it had the worst lead i've maybe ever seen in, a, in like a serious big movie and he's an actual he, liability to the film which is crazy he's distracting he doesn't make any sense he's awful to look at awful to watch try to act and somehow i'm still in love with this movie visually speaking you i i texted you this again i kept forgetting who sean was because he just looks like nothing <laughs> and then he talks like who the fuck is this like oh it's sean and there there are races that are so good you forget everything else in the movie which is incredible so yeah, it's a real bizarre movie like it definitely works but like it's hamstrung by this problem which is why again i'll go back to my power rankings right now too fast too furious is still my favorite this wait, is a wait, close wait, not, second we don't, are we now doing ranking mid-ranking rankings I'm just fucking look. It's coronavirus time, baby. The rules are out the window. We could be dead when anything comes out. I know. I'm declaring a state of emergency on this pod, bro. Wow, great. As governor, as executive producer, as EP, co EP, I declare co EP. Well, but I'm still EP. As as an executive producer, I'm declaring uh, emergency. Podcast rules are now in effect. Okay, so let me ask you this, Charles. At this point. Knowing that we're going into more Justin Lin, which I feel like is maybe makes this vote unfair, but again, emergency session, so anything goes. Are you asking when will it end? Uh, no. Fuck no. Me neither, baby. No, yeah. I love it. We got Dom back, motherfucker. Han was yeah. so delightful. Justin Lin is. I just can't wait. I've never seen four, and I, I'm I'm so excited to get to five again that like I can't wait to see our friends again. I want to get back among our pals. Um, so wait, is uh, what's his name back too? Um. Dead boy. Let's all find out together in the next one. Just find out next. Oh wow! Let's, right. well, yeah, well, let's, I, let's not I, set the table too much here. 
Wait, I interrupted your ranking though, because now I'm a little curious. Did you said two, three, one? Two, three, one at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think uh, two is the most like two is the most like this is a movie. Yeah. Where I think like start to finish it has like it's really satisfying. Again, we talked about this in the last episode, but you know the 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 key scenes of emotional conversations that these movies are often completely weighed down by, like in the first and third, they they fly in the second. It's great. So I'm going two, three, one. I agree with you. Um, not maybe about that, but I do agree that we live in awful times right now where we don't even know what's going to happen next. So I think leaving people to have to wait till the end of this to know how we rank them, I think we should be right. Yeah. So a two, three, one for me as well. I think two is really good movie. This is a somehow an amazing accomplishment, despite the fact that it's a very bad movie. Yeah, it's 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 wild. It straddles that line somehow, and it's an accomplishment. Now, as far as racing, I would go three, two, one. Sure, are, yeah, three, two, one. Of course, are there is barely. I don't even think there's any. The first one. It's amazing that this movie, this whole series, got started with that piece of shit. I know that people like it. I the first Fast and the Furious movie is very bad. It has bad everything in it. Everything is just gets better and better. And this is the beauty of the franchising. It's like people are so quick to throw away a sequel where the first one is sometimes just like someone had a very loose idea and it takes new people to like really tighten it up. Get it in. Well, and, and again, talk about justifying a franchise, knowing where this takes us. The fact that even something like this, which seems like a weird deviation, like an experiment, can we translate this basic premise to almost anywhere else or anything else? It works. So it clears a major hurdle. And now I'm really excited to, to run down the fucking main stretch of being back in the actual, when because the, the mythologizing now begins in full, like in earnest, I think, from this point onward, where you really get into building this elaborate world where these people transform from weird outcasts who race into like super spy mega lords who can kill people with a single fucking touch of their finger so yeah i love it um let's uh let's close with some some nice thoughts for people out there uh it's a very stressful time so let's do a couple nice thoughts charles do you have a nice thought you want to share with people uh a nice thought well um i think one thing that's been really nice has been uh all everyone like sharing stuff right now and i know we do it anyway we've been doing it for the last for years so i don't i mean i I didn't mean to get into that we're cool but like it's nice to see other people also now sharing stuff and giving things away for free and just like engaging in art so that's been really nice just like see the ways people are uh hunkering down and awful isolation but still like trying to partake in a society it's it's been it's been nice I totally agree. I think like when we see all these major structural things fail us from our healthcare system to our corrupt politics to, you know, megalomaniac psychopaths just reigning with, with no checks and balances on the state and federal level, the fact that like people can come together and express themselves as a whole and and rely on each other, you know, there's there's no excusing the massive gaps in our society that exists, but like yeah. it's so nice to see people coming together. And like I really at a time where we saw this really depressing democratic primary happen where it feels like, Oh man, we can never beat this horrible system that just relies on itself to self-sustain itself. Like it's this disaster is like forced people to come together. And at the very least we have that we have each other and that's been so powerful. Yeah. And uh, I'm so thankful that if, if you're listening out there, fucking, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And Charles, I love you. This is so great. I love you too. It's, it's, it's weird doing it this way, but it's, it's just a. Uh, it's. I can see why, like, why people want to do this. It's just a. It's a lovely time to create, 
in this in the face of all this terrible shit. I'm so happy that uh, Johnny Podcast had diarrhea. Like, where would we be without this legacy to to go back on? Yeah. So once again, we'll close out on 9-11. Um, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We got more coming in. And if you're at home and bored and you are quarantined or you want to distract yourself from the waking nightmare of life today, shoot us an email. Get in touch. Well, we'd love to share your shit on the show. Yeah. Uh, we love you all. And we will see you in the confusingly titled Fast and the Furious 4, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> what's, uh, what's our email address? Ooh, WWIE podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I also want to just say, um, I know this is a, a sort of shitty of me to do, but you know, I'm just going to fucking do it. You piece of shit. I'm unemployed. I don't really know if I'm going to be getting money because unemployment sucks. Um, if you like the show and you get to this point in the podcast and you're an avid fan and you want to just like chip in some money to help us out, um, at WWI podcast on Venmo, just tip us. I, I, I live for tips and I don't have that right now. And, uh, you can help us at least, you know, Josh had to spend four fucking dollars to rent this movie today. Yeah. Where'd that money come from? We should really focus on me right now. We will be splitting the money evenly because <laughs> though I am employed, uh, I just think it's fair. It'd be unfair. That's true. You know, it just, just because you're unemployed, you got more of the money. That would be unfair. But yes, please, please support us. Yeah. I will not burp again. If, if if everyone tips, I'll stop burping on the mic. Wow. That's, that's a big, big. All right. Well, so it's at, yeah, at WWIE podcast is everything. So you can follow us and you can share us. Uh, and you please send us an email, send us a message, WWIE podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and uh, just share what's going on. All right. Fuck Sean. Thank you for listening. Sean's a piece of shit. Next episode, Fast and Furious. <laughs>